Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And as you know, we have covered so many different topics in the past, from the ones that are very obvious, like singing, dancing and playing, to literally flamenco kitchen, and also covering uh, the various places across the flamenco land as we call it Andalusia well actually you may have to go back and re-listen to them because we're going to talk about an artist today from Jerez a place that we covered in our previous episodes he is more than a flamenco artist and he really always intrigued me when Marcos talked about him because he is also in a way, to use the words of today, an influencer, a real TV personality and all around uh, someone who promotes the culture in more than just uh, performing uh, music. This is Jose Merce, and we have mentioned him a lot uh, when we talk about other artists and the collaboration that he's done. So today we decided to dedicate the episode to him and talk about why he is so influential and what he does. I mean, there was a very interesting story. Marcus told me that uh, he came on a TV show and sang about pasta because he was challenged. So he created the flamenco song about, was it pasta? Some well, sort no, of... I, I, he was some... Yeah, some it, sort He was of... asked, the, the children could give him some th- names. It could have yeah. been pasta, some names of vegetables everything and say right can you put that into in a, a flamenco song in a cante well more of that to come <laughs> plus how did marcos get into a little bit of trouble all that in our episode on the flamenco influencer jose Merced. yeah i mean if we look at the situation we're in with flamenco we, we've passed the era of the greats you know we had the the massive festivals in the 80s and you had all the big people you know the camarong and all of this the chocolate um we've got to be honest with ourselves that we haven't got that many of the really big ones you know but they don't come bigger than jose Merce. <laughs> and he has gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger as time has gone on. And I think it's because he does things differently, right? But but well, let's... Yeah, but the great thing is, uh, Gallia, that he is a brilliant artist. He is a brilliant artist. But so he when also... he does his art, it's fantastic. He diversifies, yes. though. But let's start from the beginning. So he's from Jerez. Yeah. One of the... You, you told me that this is a famous district, Barrio yeah. de Santiago. Barrio de, de Santiago, which is where all the blacksmiths people with the forges were. So he sort of comes from... If you look at Andalusia... Jerez is the one of the capitals of flamenco, mm-hmm. and you can't get bigger than being born in the barrio de Santiago. So he's he's steeped in it, and you know a curious thing that I discovered, which you know I don't know how true it is, but apparently he he emerges as a child, very well known for his timing. You know the compass where you've got to be absolutely perfect, and he's singing in Latin, and in his church which is where he gets his name from, apparently, Marseille, the church of Merced. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. He was very much a jobbing singer. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so he, he does the usual thing. He does all the clubs, the Madrid thing, you know, mm. they where they... It's a job. It's well. a job, you yeah. know. So people go to places where they're not going to see Jose Marseille. They've never heard of him. He's just one person on mm. the bill. But he gradually gets more and more known. And then I presume... Antonio Gadis, the dancer who's one of your favourites, decided mm-hmm. he is the man we want for my touring company for all over the world, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so uh, Jose Mercé becomes the, the, one of the lead singers in, in this company and 
you've seen him in Blood Wedding yeah. and he sings the Al Boreal, the Gypsy Wedding song at the start. It's very emotional. Yeah, not as emotional as the other one, remember, with Pepe Blanco, the oh, well, sombrero that's, that's song. another matter. But there is <laughs> yeah. another emotional point where he sings the tangos, you know, when they all dance at the wedding. That's after your favourite bit of after, the, after of my the Argentinian favorite. tango. Yeah. Uh, but Jose Merce also has won awards in the world of yeah, Flamengo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's won the BNL and, th- and things like which is, yeah, in Seville, which is a, a two-yearly thing. So it would take six years for the singing competition competition to come around again uh, yeah but I don't think he needs that you know because he is um, above all a major figure we say this in figura you know he's mega in, in so he is a personality but you've, you've got in front of you some of the body mm. of his work yeah and, and you have ordered another one I've ordered another through. one I know and this is all your fault because I looked <laughs> everywhere for Irie which I know we're going to play a little bit of and I couldn't find it and as I said to you before, Gallia, memory is unreliable. Because when I saw the cover... Not mine, by the way. Well, you know that cover, that wonderful burnt-out uh, thing of Corbin. Uh, I obviously have never owned that one, but as you've seen, we will have it by tomorrow. So that's a photographer. Yes, yeah, a famous uh, yeah, Anton Corbin. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce his surname properly. He's a Dutch... I think the photographer who's done many, many of the great uh, people in, in pop music and in flamenco. Mm. And so clearly, having looked at that cover, I never had that record. <laughs> but you can see in front of you... Every pretty, single pretty good, other one. Well, quite a few there, yeah. yeah. And I think you wanted to uh, hear something from from his early days, you know, this yeah. On the Raithis, which is a, a nice record. That's um, a Fandangos. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, it's a Fandangos de Huelva, yeah. and it's not Jerez. No, because the, you see, the Fandango, you've got two types of Fandango. You've got the Fandango Grandis, which can be Tarantas, Fandango, whatever. Uh, but then the Fandango de Huelva is a set thing in, in 12 beats, and it only comes from Huelva. You promised me a real treat to talk about... Um, and I'm not sure how that's linked with Jose Merce, but we're going to talk about Feria de Seville. Yeah. Which is... Oh, I mean, can you can you believe it? I mean, the, the Feria in Seville, obviously, it's the biggest fair in Andalusia. It's associated uh, partially with flamenco because all the tents that are set up, they book flamenco artists and things like that. Uh, and, of course, particularly the, the ladies, they spend a fortune on the dresses, the traki. Flamenco, you know, they, mm. it's um, you know, I, I wouldn't like to even think how much some of these. Mm. And I was watching some TV last night, and they saw the the, the cameraman, for, and they came back just to try and see if they could get on TV with their dresses. Oh, you know? I see. So yeah, and so the the most extraordinary thing that the news, because I mean, obviously that's happening right now. It's happening right now. Yeah. The, you work in news, and you're always looking for a story and things. And they've picked up on the fact that the. The traffic lights, the, the semaphores for the pedestrians have been changed. So they're not just basic red or green, cross, don't cross. Mm. They are red, a picture of, of a guitarist, flamenco guitarist, mm. and green, a, a, a female flamenco dancer. <laughs> that's so nice, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's, I, I really want to see this. Maybe we can, I, I will try and find if and include it, a little video in yeah. the description. Um, so how uh, how is he connected with Feria de Sevilla? Well, I'm sure he's gone to it many times. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, you see, the, the Feria 
I know you're very keen to do one about flamenco and Hollywood. Yeah. And you've got the river Guadalquivir and some of the big Hollywood stars arrive by boat. Some of them are parade round in these carriages with horses. You know, it's in the daytime, it's a place to be seen. Mm. Yeah? Whether you're big in Hollywood or whether you're a mega person in, in, in uh, Andalusian society, politician, business... Everybody goes there. It's I've only been there twice, and it's it's quite hard work actually because if you haven't got an invite to one of the many tents, then you would just be wandering around, yeah, mm. because you haven't got anywhere. You can't. There's the security people on all of the all of the all of the different t- tents, you know, yeah. and so you you can look at it and admire it all, but you can't really get involved in it. And so it's one of the interesting things when tourists go to the ferry, they think, well, how does this work? And they're just wandering around the lanes, you know. Mm. It's, that's the way it is. It, it started as an agricultural show uh, over 100 years ago. It's moved to a new place, very big ground, and it's mega. I mean, if you got on a bus going there, there would be all people dancing and singing Sevillanas as, as they go. It's, it's crazy. Oh, that's pretty Even though. the bus driver would probably be in some sort of an outfit. <laughs> that's dangerous, Marcos. <laughs> uh, anyway, he also, Jose Marseille, was in a way in the shadow of Camarón in the early years before he became his own thing. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing is that once he'd emerged... Obviously, it would be a blow to everybody when Cameron left us. And Marseille was being, they said, oh, you're, you're like Cameron. And he was most definite, no, there is only ever one Cameron. And, you know, I'm completely different and he's the greatest ever. And I wouldn't even want to compare myself with him. So he was most definite about that. But he, he does start to change a lot um, once he gets newer guitarists like Vicente Amigo, and his whole way of doing things becomes... He doesn't stick to one guitarist. No, no. I mean, I mean nobody does, you know. I mean, he's used loads, you know. Um, Enrique del Motor, you know, Vicente Amigo, Tomatito. Uh, I mean, what you've got to realise is also that when people go and perform in a festival, it depends on the budget. So it might be just the local guitarist that would have to do the job because the budget wouldn't be enough. To, yeah. to have Tomatito come in as well. So um, I think, we, you know, maybe we should hear, what, what do you think, Amanecer or something like that? Amanecer sounds yeah, good. Yeah, where, where it really gets, good. It, yeah, it gets very exciting. Actually, Amanecer is one of the best-selling records, isn't it? Um, yes, I would for, think. For I, Vicente Amigo and him. Well, I would think that Marseille probably sells um, more records than anybody. See, this this is my thing, because you always say a flamenco is in trouble, uh, we don't sell enough, we don't have enough exposure. But José Merced, what does he do differently? Why is he? Why does he stand out and why is he an influential figure? Tell me a little bit about what he does. Well, we both work in the media, and what, one thing you can say about him is that he's media friendly. So he's prepared to do things that maybe other artists would be too nervous to do, wouldn't feel comfortable doing. But the weird thing is he can be the most pure singer. You know, you Mm. can't get anything more when he has to do that type of job. But he's equally comfortable 
judging a talent competition yeah. and being very generous to the young people that are appearing on it and, and that kind of thing. So he's got that ability that he can change from being the very serious artist he is to a very nice, warm television personality. personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his work... Uh, kind of expands to even cooking shows as yeah. we touched I mean, on. Yeah, I mean, you just can't believe it. I, when I saw that, you know, and they said to me, well, how does the canty work? And, you said, and so they said, well, we've got these children, they're all going to choose a word yeah. to do it. And can you put, you know, carrots, onions and and put it into, into a song? And um, he said, yeah, you know, we can do that. And he just went and did it. You see, other people would feel, oh, I'm not going to do that because it, it kind of makes me not look like I'm a top artist, yeah? But when you are a top artist, you can do that. Yeah. And, and people respect you. And, and uh, do you think he uh, he realised that early on in his career that you have to, especially in what we do, we say we're in media, you have to be very diverse. Yeah. You have to be able yeah. to do but, this. But thing. he's got all the cards in the pack, hasn't he? Because he's been in the big films, films that the whole world has seen. You know, you can't get a bigger uh, flamenco film than, than Blood Wedding. You know, there's, there's very few people that have not heard of that or seen it. And then he's made all these wonderful albums that we know. Uh, equally, he is somebody that's, you know, you, you don't normally watch uh, TV for a week or two without seeing him pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so he's everywhere. He's everywhere, yeah. What what does he do recently? Have you seen him recently on anything? That well, you mainly do? he's popping up. I can't remember what it's what it's called now. It's something to do to do with uh, a song form. Um, he's on a, this mega uh, talent show, you know, which is uh, as you know, the whole world goes in for these talent shows where people put them young people put themselves up in front of judges, you know, and. Uh, he gets very emotional, actually. When a really good person comes on, you see his face and you're thinking, God, that's, that's a brilliant person, you know, and yeah. we should encourage them. So, yeah, you know, I, I would say he's a very, I mean, I don't, he's one of the people I've never actually met personally, but I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah, Wait, hold it for a second for the next <laughs> segment. Um, but before that, can we hear another another nice song? Yeah, shall we hear Solia? He's very good at Solia. So we have Soliar de Bada. All right, and this is the moment that I've been expecting to tell me how you got into trouble, Marcus. Well, even though you haven't met the man. No, no, you're you're going to like this. Um, yeah. This is in the height of the flamenco festivals when a lot of people went to them. So I was making a program, uh, and the worrying thing about it was, you know, we have a newspaper in in England which is called the Radio Times, so it tells you, you know, what's on next week. So I'm sent on a, on a mission, you know, so I've got to get it, because I can't come back with nothing. It's already in the, in, in the newspapers. And um, I went to this uh, town where Vicente and Masay and Setra were going to be on. Now, when I arrived there, Gallia, <clears throat> there was nobody there at all. It was just completely empty. So I thought, well... I'll just go to a cafe for a while. So I went to a cafe. When I came back, there were hundreds of people, maybe thousands. And then there were cars coming in along the road, masses, because this had been advertised in the weekly supplements as the, the thing to go to this weekend. So the people were coming out of Sevilla on them. You know. So anyway, I had to queue up. And when I finally got to the, the doorway where the security was, I, I said to them, you know, I'm, and they said, no, no, it's, 
It's all full. Nobody more allowed. So I said, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I've come, you know, from the BBC and showed them my, my past. Said, no, no, it's, that's, no, no, it's full. It's full. And so in the end, they said to me, look, because you're standing here talking about it, there's a big build-up of people behind, right? Uh, you'll have to come inside here. And we're calling the, the, the boss of the festival. He'll come and speak to you. See? So, great. so I got in and the boss didn't seem to ever come. So I thought, wow. Uh, I'm, in, I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went off, and and it got even funnier actually because I I started recording some stuff, and the people behind me said, stop because I'm narrating what's happening. They said stop talking. You're putting us off listening to the flamenco, you know. But but anyway, I got there, and it was a mega event. Were and, you live when you were in there? No, no, it was all going to be packaged, edited up, and. and so, but it was a worry because there's nothing worse than going to something and then not being able to get anything. So I, it, it was very funny because in my little way I thought, well, hmm, I do appear to be actually inside. <laughs> <laughs> and how come you didn't meet him? Well, no, you, I mean, you're talking about you'd have to stay there till uh, five o'clock in the morning, something like that. Easy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When was that? Oh, probably probably in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Mm. But I think this is the point where we should try and get why um, he was so popular. Do you think we should listen to a little Ayri? I would love to. That is one of my all-time favourites. And then you'll know why so many people were turning up, because this was on every radio, you know, every every coach. When you get a, a trip, the, the coachman would put that on. If you are on Spotify, turn this up. What I really want to know is, in your view, um, do you think he is the best performer who promotes flamenco today? Beyond doubt. Beyond doubt. Um, because there are other people, Capullo, who do, who do a wonderful job, but they don't have necessarily the range uh, that he's got. They're specialists in, in certain cantis whereas he can do the whole lot do you know he reminds me in a way the the way he does i can't draw an exact parallel but paco de osio for example was someone who was very disciplined in what he does and jose merce equally is disciplined and also up for it he's diverse in what he does so do you think he will bring in more talent with him onto the scene. Oh, yeah. Does he work with young talent at the yeah, moment? Yeah, of course he does. I mean, he's a massive inspiration to, to, to young singers. You know, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And um, and because he specialises in it, particularly in the Gypsy Cantus, his purity in the song can't ever be questioned. You know, um, He is just a wonderful, wonderful artist. Um, uh, strangely enough, he... he well, no, I shouldn't. I was going to give away my age then, but I, won't. <laughs> uh, 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 I can give it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we, we, we. I mean, the best thing is that you know he got involved with, with Morau and Moraito and all like that. They all come from, and we're going to do a special episode on them. Yeah. So I think we should end on um, maybe Buleria de, de Morau. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode. One of my favorites, I think, because I really wanted to do an episode of today linking to what we, what's happening in the world right now. We're talking about influencers a lot. We're talking about personalities a lot. So I am so happy that through the lens of flamenco attitude, we could talk about a figure like this. 
in this case, Jose Merce. Marcos, I think it's fair to say you would like to interview him if you have the chance. Well, I'm going to Andalusia yeah. uh, in, in a month or two. I'm going to find him out. Please do. And until the next time, whether you listen to, learn or play flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.